0: Hey guys, Mark Luxon here from the Coaches Collective and today we have the man, Kim Barrett from Your Social Voice. How are you, Kim?
1: I'm doing very well, sir. Thank you for having me.
0: It's, it's great to have you here. I think everyone that's going to be here is in for a treat. So mate, obviously we've been working together for a couple of years and I just thought, I mean, who better to have as one of our first people on a podcast? In fact, Today, whilst I have a bunch booked in, you're actually my first, so you're popping my cherry. Thank you. <laughs> Pleasure. Um, Kim is the owner of a digital marketing agency, Your Social Voice. And so we've been working together for a few years, so I've had this first-hand experience. Now, I know, mate, you've, uh, you've been an international speaker. I've seen you run lots and lots of events. Funnily enough, I first heard about you through a previous mentor who talked about, actually, this is the segue, but one of the first things I heard about you was there was this thing called residential, which was a sales event. And we were told, you know, get, pump up your marketing, have lots of leads. Cause you're going to sit down. We're going to put you in a house for like was it nine days. Mm, nine days. Yeah. And he pretty much talked about now, this is a thing for personal trainers, right? I don't think that, I mean, a lot of gym owners are really used to ads, right. And then doing sales for a lot of personal trainers. If they're hearing this back and coaches that we coach, they're just not used to kind of what we're about to say. But for me, being at a level where I'd kind of grown and then obviously started to run marketing and learn this world. This coach would talk about, you know, Kim came in and in nine days he was just an and just knowing who you are and, and my experience of you, I'm like him, like Kim, like you're so chill and like relaxed and, but you set like, and it, can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Because you've obviously set like a record. I don't think anyone else has repeated.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think I said it and held the record for, for some time. And then I think someone tried to stitch me up and come in with like a million dollar deal or something like that. But um, yeah, we were told, it's like bring as many leads as possible because we're going to be on the phones for nine days. So I said, well, I took that seriously and I'm uh, even though I'm chilled, I am competitive. So I was like, great. There's like a whole bunch of other, there was a couple of uh, trainers, gym owners there as well. And I was like, well, look, if I'm coming in, like I'm coming in to win. So I just cranked, being that we have a marketing agency, I cranked it up. And I hit up like JV partners. I was like, can you email this offer out for me? Can you do all these things? I want as much opportunity because literally nine days locked in the house with, uh, I think it was about 10 other business owners. And all we did all day was hit the phones. Yep. And I was like, well, what's like, what is the way for me to win? What is the way for me to get the most out of this experience? Cause it was expensive experience It was 30, 30 K to do the experience. So I was like, well, I've got to have at least made that money back. Otherwise I'll uh, uh, load it up. And being that I was from Perth, it was over on the East Coast. I was like, great, I was up early because I would call my Perth people and then i keep calling until the evening calling people in the US, wherever. So I think every, I did about the the time of calling, we had like a couple of days of prep, like understanding everything, looking at our scripts and whatnot. And then we had a couple of days recovery after. So it was about five days of full calling. So I did about 60 hours of sales calls, 52 full one hour sales calls in that week. Which was, uh, which was hectic, but I was like, that's what I needed to get the job done. So I sat down, it's like I had literally every morning, coffee, phone, bottle of water. And then I just like got to dialing, just just hit the phone, try to line up as many people as possible uh, for the following day as well. And then just just did it and put in volume. And it's because it was, as anyone in fitness would know as well, it's like, it's about repetition, it's about reps. It's like, yeah. you know, which is, the, which is the repetition that gets you the most growth? Um, if you're doing 10 reps, like number 11, right? Is what, you know, what they always like yeah. to say. It's like that little extra. The last two. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, if I'm going to call, I'm going to start before everyone else and I'll finish after all of them as well because I want to get as much out of the experience as possible. And yes, obviously me being someone who does marketing, I could attract leads in and inquiries, Um, but that was only because I was prepared for it and I knew what it would take. And that's why I have such a big affinity when I work with coaches and, and trainers is like, We need to know the numbers. If we know what the goal is, like for me, the goal was to have absolute clarity and win, which meant I knew what the previous record was, which was something like, I think 500 grand of sales. And I was like, cool. I need to like, what is my product worth? How many sales will I need to make to beat that? I think I ended up with about 620, I think it was 620K in that week. I was like, but I knew what I needed to achieve. I could break it down to how many full calls, you know, I needed to do 52 calls to do that and then how many leads that I need to have and be able to reverse engineer that so that I could achieve that goal. And like, that's the same process that we take in and apply to everything that we do with marketing and things like that, because otherwise it's like just, you know, a, um, a spray and pray
0: approach. I I love that. And I feel like that's been definitely my experience, um, with you. And this is, I think it's a great lesson. I mean, those weeks when you, I, I did one myself, um, I actually just did it for just our team. So it was. It was pretty cool. There was only like four of us. Um, but you just learn. Um, and by the way, I mean, I wish I had a marketing agency. I did have one working for me. So we were absolutely running ads. Uh, yeah, but like learning, I think being in that pressure cooker, which I don't think many will experience. I mean, from, for the most part, I mean, if you're a gym owner and you're running ads or whatever, like you've got to fit them in around your sessions, your delivery, or whatever else you're doing, managing your staff. Um, but When you get into like, it honestly has been my favorite format of any course I've ever done is that exact format. And um, it's one thing that I've actually reproduced a lot. I, I love getting down to our beach house, but yeah, but that experience for me taught you what you could do in a day, right? 100%.
1: 100%. It's like shows you the level of extremity. It's like when you know you read like uh, David's Gog- David Goggins' book and you hear all the stuff that a human being is capable of. Um, it, it equally applies to marketing and sales, right? It's like, like that is something you need to see. What are your upper limits of? Like what could you hit? What's possible? Mm-hmm. And when you're in a room and you just hear the person next to you, like bang, like 20K, you go see them right on the board, you're like, they spent I like, Oh, like I better to keep up you know and it's like i was—I always try to be sneaky and like keep all my numbers till the end of the day so i'd only put it on the board once whereas i see them like like you know putting them up but now i know and the same when i work with our team or clients and whatnot i'm like i I know what's possible i know what's achievable based off of a you know a a group of people coming together me generating leads uh, or anyone having leads databases etc it's possible to achieve the goals and outcomes that you want because you know if you can achieve multiples of that like you know you know trainer might only want to be hitting 10 20k plus a month 30k a month whatever their their goals are it's like we know that that's possible because as you said like you've been in the pressure cooker you've seen what can come out of it so you go great if you you then have extra levels of uh certainty and confidence in what you do and how you can help people because you're like it's like, what, you, you only want to do, like, what, one, one, 1 20th of what I was able to do in a week? Like, sure, that's easy. Like, it's, it's, that's child's play. We're going to do that, no problem. Um, so I think that's, that's uh, yeah, it's, it's extremely beneficial having done something like that, that's for sure.
0: I so didn't plan to have that conversation, but it came up in my mind. I felt like that would be such a great lesson, and I, and I would implore anyone, get out of your normal world or recreate it. You know, re- recreate a challenge. Recreate what can we do in five days, right? Uh, and literally lock yourself away. And so that's what we did. Um, I know that. And oh, the other thing about that that you went through, they would only record and they'd say we're shutting off at six. And I love the fact that you kept going because you didn't really give a shit because you re- really weren't there for like the, the 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 nine to five. You were there for the the result, right? Um, which which I absolutely love. Uh, so it's just interesting, as I said, knowing you. I was like, wow, well, Kim's a weapon. And I already knew that before I met you. And then obviously we bumped into each other at another sales um, program that's being run up in the Gold Coast. So that was pretty cool. So look, obviously I know that you, as I said, you running a, a digital marketing agency. One of the things um, in my experience, um, having coached many coaches and then obviously we, we work, if we, we love working with you, we, we want you to be able to help our guys. So um, it was one of the reasons why I've really enjoyed it, but I want to share this experience because I feel like what from my experiences, I start off with someone who, for example, I know that people have had a lot of experiences, if they're a gym owner, of working with someone in marketing. And I think the common one for many is that they just um, get sold the world and then they don't deliver. And what I've known progressively um, through my personal experience um, and our business was we just kept stepping up another level every single time. I think it's a bit like when you want to recruit, right? You don't want to recruit the same person with maybe some of their flaws and some of their good things. You actually want better. But tell me a little bit about because I think that was beautiful what you kind of said. And I think when people are at a level where they're starting to look into digital marketing, Facebook, Instagram, that type of stuff, they just want to have confidence that this stuff works. And so I guess one thing I would love you to kind of share is, like, I know that you've very much developed, like, the, the mogul system the m3 system and, and a number of them but i want to what i want to talk about is like from my experience how you were so different was like you said at the start knowing your numbers and tracking what's important so you came in and there was a lot of systems a lot of structure there was a lot of upfront work i know that's common like a lot of people talk about niche and all this kind of stuff but we got really dialed in like even from the start before we even got started so maybe we, like in terms of how this is really different, because as I said, I know there's a lot of people in the fitness industry. There's a lot of people that were, say, gym owners. And now they're becoming marketers and saying, i built my gym this way. Um, but how is your social voice really different? What would, like, the experience be when they come in the door? Yeah, uh, as you say, like, there, there are so many
1: people out there um, helping with marketing, teaching people marketing. And, look, a, a lot of them um, can work and do work. And it just comes down to the fact of, like, do you number one is like are you as the person ready for it because if i say to you hey i'm going to give you a 10 page document i need you to answer all of these questions so that i can get clear on the exact type of person that you want to have like if that scares you and worries you it's like you're probably not ready yet to, to hit that level because that's that's the level of detail you need to go into mm. and it's only getting harder uh, and when i say hard it's like for the i say lay person like a beginner coming into advertising and marketing and putting themselves out there the thing that people have to remember, and normally, as you mentioned, I do a lot of uh, events, I speak a lot, podcasts and whatnot. But if I was in a room with people, I ask everyone to open their phone. I ask everyone to open up Facebook and swap phones with the person next to them. They're probably like, if you, it was a group of trainers, they would all be similar. They'd be of probably similar age. They're trainers. They're interested in health and fitness, all this sort of stuff. But as soon as you start scrolling through the newsfeed, you will see that it's completely different. Mm. It's completely different to everyone else. Even though you're a similar type of person, you might live in a similar suburb, you do a similar thing, right? It's all completely uh, different and customized and personalized. And this has been the way that's been going for the last three, four years. I've been talking about this for this entirety of this time is that personalization and customization, where what people see, what they consume and what they, What they actually do is sort of at such a high level now that if you go out there and try and run a generic sort of ad without understanding what we like to call the N O C method, your niche, your offer, and your copy, like if you don't understand that, it's like it's just going to be white noise on white noise. It's just like going to be chucking up, like you see those signs on the on the street corners, like they still have them here in Perth. You drive around and it's like, um, want to lose weight? Call me on 04, blah 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 blah. And it's like, who's actually calling that person? Like no one's no one's going to be calling that person now.
0: Well, the three percent of people that went i really want weight loss right yeah
1: yeah exactly and it's like i thought you said lose weight not lose weight Oh, i don't want to lose it I just, <laughs> just, just loosen the weights up a little bit um right so the 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 way that it's gone is so customized and i mean look good look at your netflix uh, it's customized to you doesn't matter if you watch the same things it's it's completely customized so you do need to have niches uh and sometimes it can be plural uh, when it comes to your marketing because Everyone is seeing a customized message to them throughout the day. So you don't want to be that one little piece of generic information that sits there because it's not going to connect. Mm. So you do need to dive deep and go, great. And a lot of people get worried. They're like, oh, but but I like working with men and women. And it's like, that's absolutely fine. Or I like working with uh, married older women and uh, young single women who want, like who are trying to you know, get fit, attract a partner, whatever it might be. Then that's absolutely fine. However, we do need to have a specific marketing message to each one of them. Mm. Otherwise, it's just like, as I said, like just chucking paint against the wall, see what sticks. But if we can be specific with what the niche is that we're speaking to, with the offer that we're putting forward and the copy or how we're articulating what it is that we actually do, if we can have that level of specificity, which ties into what everyone else is seeing on a daily basis, we're setting ourselves up to win rather than setting ourselves up for uh, a failure, and that's where I think advertising doesn't work. And it's like, oh, someone said that they like to run uh, a six week challenge, so I'm gonna chuck that up and see. Or someone says that they like to do a free seven day trial, so I'm gonna chuck that up and see. And it's like, well, everyone now, and it all comes down to the fundamentals of marketing and advertising and doing the basics very, very well. There's a book, I don't have the original, bio, but i got the second book of it, which is Breakthrough Advertising. This is the brilliant breakthrough, which is the next um, level book after that but they break down how how sophisticated is the market. What people have to remember is now that Facebook advertising has been around for so long, they've probably seen ads from other trainers. They've Mm. probably seen ads from other coaches, from other gyms, with other offers. So you have to be better at what you're doing and be more specific. So it's like, do I wanna go and do a seven day free trial with this trainer, or do I wanna speak specifically to the guy who trains people who work in East Perth, who have busy businesses and who have amazing beards? Yes, that's going to probably going to be the guy <laughs> that I'm going to go and train with, right? Yeah. Yes, that's the level of specificity that you can go to. So why not use it to your advantage?
0: Well, it's been obviously. I was just writing a couple of notes here because I just it comes into my head. But um, I know that for a lot of coaches, they they always talk a lot about you know they've obviously had a lot of experience around training certain types of people, and they want to get more in front of more of their ideal client. Right? And obviously, when it comes to the world of of online, and and that's why I love that you kind of address that because I know in my time. Um, in the industry. And um, for, for many that probably watch this back, cause we do get a lot of younger guys, even though probably the guys we help, like they're, they're the busier trainers, but you know, I got 23 year olds, they call me a fossil. So that's pretty shit. When I'm only 39. <laughs> um, but in my time in the industry, especially around the marketing, because marketing obviously has become, a, a, I mean, a lot more, I mean, Facebook, what was it? 2000 and I wonder that's seven. Yeah. Six? 2007 was seven. probably the early days of it. I actually, um, Funnily enough, was actually walking on the golf course, and my grandfather, who was a very—do you have Rain and Horn over there? Yeah. Yes, he was like a third owner of Rain and Horn. Uh, owned a big one in Victoria, like very good in business. He's like, you got to get on this Facebook. It's the next thing for business, and he was the first person to tell me about it. And I didn't—I didn't for like two years. I'm like, it's crap, right? um And I still, in many ways, was like, I'm very old school, and I've had to adapt through it. But obviously, our business is run for like, and we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in advertising and. Uh, the last, since 2015 for me. Um, but I know that a lot of trainers, they look for their ideal client and obviously your marketing will affect who you're speaking to on a phone call when you're actually running ads. I'm just so glad you kind of touched on it because as I said, in my time, there's a lot of, there's been the, the 28 day challenge. There's been the six week challenge. There's been the, which seems just all very much non-specific direct to an offer, right? But It's also going to get, get you a certain type of conversation on a call too. So, um, yeah. What have you noticed about that when it relates to kind of gym advertising and I guess what is in the future going to work? Cause I know that, you know, there was also just the other parts of that was, there's a lot of stuff with Facebook around how they took away a lot of targeting and how basically, as far as I see, you've got to become very good at copy to actually really attract more of what you want.
1: That, that is hundred percent where they're going towards like they've been removing targeting options, like, and just kind of really distilling it down because, from their perspective, what they believe to be true is that the right combination of graphic and copy is gonna be what wins. Uh, And that gives them more scope to show it to more people. Mm -hmm. And look, that that does work when you have big budgets, big areas, but if you're like, cool, like I want this area plus 5Ks around, because otherwise there's a hundred different trainers for people to go to, like it, it does become much more limited. But yeah, if you can articulate it and it's like, if you can talk about someone's problems better than they can themselves and you, you can understand where they're coming from, understand what keeps them up at night, and you can really articulate to that to them in an effective way. Like they're going to want to work with you. Like I remember I wrote um, uh, I wrote an ad for my brother used to work for a, uh, a trainer here in Perth. I wrote, wrote some ads for them, and then I wrote the sales script for them, um, which is all tied it was all tied into talking about what their problems were, what their fears and frustrations were, and then what their aspirations were, like where do they want to get to? What do they want to become? Um, And then he messaged me back and he's like, man, that, um, uh," he's like, oh man, that script. And I was like, oh, did it not work? Like what happened? He's like, no, I sold the girl. And at the end, she didn't even know what the program was that she bought, but she was just, she just knew that I knew her problem so well. And we painted a picture of what it could become. She just wanted to do it. And then at the Mm -hmm. end, she's like, so what did I just buy? Like she didn't because you we were able to tie into those emotions and how she felt and things like that. And that's why I think it's super important to to understand that because if you can articulate and you read something and mm-hmm. it hits someone between the eyes and it's like, oh, like that is me, that's my problem, that's what I face. Like you'll never have a marketing and sales problem ever again. I like mean, mm-hmm. it just takes that time and that research into understanding those people. It's like what, like when when books come out and do phenomenally well, it's not because necessarily like there's something crazy about. It. It's like it, it ties into something in in people where they're like, oh, like maybe that's something that in like behind the scenes I've been thinking about or wanting. Like the one that always pops into my head is um, all of the Fifty Shades of Grey, and like all the people going through and reading them, and they're like. Why was it? It's not that it was necessarily that written, that well written as like from a articulation standpoint and literature standpoint. It Mm. was that everyone that read it, they're like, there's something in there that tied into them. Maybe it was something maybe they wanted to have happen or had happened to them before, or they had some Mm. like kind of like dreams or aspirations or fears and frustrations being like, oh, I would never do that. Mm. So this person's doing it. Let me find out more. Or or maybe that's something I want. Let me find out more. And that's why they keep going and they keep reading. And the same is like, Why all of the books like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, all those things do phenomenally well. It's like who, when they weren't a little kid, ever dreamed like, oh, how cool would it be if I was like a wizard? Or how cool would it be if magic was real? And what do those books do? Like they they showcase that it could be, and it is. Um, Mm And things like that. So that's why like when you read things like that, that level of impact you wouldn't have in your copy. Where someone's like, oh, you know the fears and frustrations of the young girl who's 23, who wants to get fit, but she's tried all these things and she's done silly diets and it never worked properly for her. Or the busy middle-aged mom who's gotta go and like pick up the kids so she never has the actual time, she never can eat properly because she's the person who puts herself last all the time. If you can tie into either one of those and address all of their fears and frustrations, Painting the picture of how easy it could be for them and what it could look like, then, like, you'll just get them coming to you in droves.
0: Yeah, so that that brings up, like, probably what is, like, one of my greatest passions. I can just hear you talk about it. It's it's funny, like, um, I think working with so many coaches, they're like, oh, I just – but I suck at riding or whatever when it gets into, like, their – like, if they're doing posts and things. Um, but for me, it's been an experience. And I'm interested, like, I guess – I know that when, say, when people work with you, that, that you really guide them through like a flow. And but, but it is that initial research. It is getting clear on you say the N O C method, niche and the offer, and then getting into the copy. Um, and well, probably one of the hardest things about niche. I don't know if you've got a suggestion for this, but for me, it was just actually just really dialing in on one, actually getting clear for if you were going to put out a message online,
1: right? And that's because most people, because if you get, and it's the same thing with setting goals, right? Why most people struggle to have their numbers. Is because if we lock into something and we set a goal or we set a target and we don't hit it we set not only do we set the bar for success we set the bar for failure mm. so if we go and hone in our niche spend all this time doing it and then we go and write this thing what happens if no one responds that means i suck at marketing uh, i suck at copywriting I'm, I'm a failure at this like subconsciously so that's why most people it's the same. It's like they struggle to set specific goals. Like, oh, cool. I want to bring 30 new um, uh, members on for my training program. Oh, like, but I won't tell anyone that. I'm not going to tell my coach Mark that because what happens if I don't do that, then I have to tell him that I'm a failure and I didn't hit that target. Mm. But if I just go through and I just do what I can and, and achieve things and, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't,
0: I'm, I don't fail. So I mean, a big part, and it's, again, it's enjoyable because as we kind of launch some new things, it's always about testing, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this, I know, I know you're really big on those numbers. So I guess for 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 some kind of takeaways, and you kind of touch on psychology, and it's just so it's just like one of my favorite things. Um, I know you had uh, the Mojo Master on, who, by the way, if you watch him, is Michael Johnson stuff. It's amazing, um, but really enjoyed his stuff, and I love. How much psychology there is in understanding, okay, you can use the words demographics, psychographics, but it is really as a coach. I mean, if you're um for many of the guys that we we work with, they really love learning and growth. So I know that a lot of them love mindset because obviously that's tapping into actually helping their client change. But I guess they're kind of learning almost every day what their clients' problems are. Like if they actually wanted to learn, one of the things for me, um, and I wonder if you have any suggestions on this, but when it comes to kind of like the writing part, because I know that a lot of guys, like you've got a a number of levels you work with and I'm lucky to, you know, have done for you. And it's because I really value marketing. Like there's things that I want to do. And and I love that we actually got into sales because I I see you more like the marketing guy, even though I know you're a weapon at sales, which is awesome. Um, And obviously you need to be as a founder of a business in order to coach other people. Um, but yeah, for for a lot of the guys that are kind of, I guess they're starting out, they're starting to look at this stuff, and they want to have confidence that this stuff works. Um, what's a really good starting point as they start to kind of get in to 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 understand what are the like from a like from a copy point of view and from a an understanding of what they need to bring? Let's say if they were coming in as a done with you and that they're getting taught. What are the things they need to really understand to get make sure they get the most out of when they do start to run ads?
1: The, the the best structure that I've, I've kind of seen, um, I, I went to an event, I flew over to an event in 2014 in the U.S. with a company called Digital Marketer. They have a big, huge conference um, every single, oh, used to be every single year, called Traffic and Conversion Summit. And I saw this person break down like a copy, like matrix, if you will. Um, and it worked for me when I was looking at this, I was like, oh, this just... Like even if you didn't write it in that way, but if you just go through and went through this, like you would fall over good copy, Like it will just happen. So the thing that you wanna think of is like in one column is before and the other column is after. So before working with you, after working with you. Uh, and then then you go down in the uh, the lines down below. So in the rows you would have, what do they have? What do they want? What's their average day like and their social status? So what do they have actually in their life going on right now? What do they want to have going on? What's their average day like? What do they wake up, do? um, And then what's their like social status like? How would they compare themselves to their friends, their family, et cetera, Mm. before they would work with you and then after? And if you go through that and you think about, cool, I just signed up a client, Sophie. Sophie came to me. She wanted to lose five kilos. So she had like weight loss goals. She had um, friends telling her that she needed to get thinner or whatever the things might be, then she wanted uh, washboard abs. She wanted to um, you know, be able to feel confident in herself. Um, mm-hmm. She wanted to, all these things. Her average day, she wakes up, she has a you know, a, a protein smoothie, then she goes for a 35K run, all these things that she has going on in a day. And she yep. feels like a failure in comparison to all of her friends, because she can't lose that last five kilos she wanted to. After mm-hmm. she comes and work with insert a personal trainer, she has more consistency. She has an understanding that it's like, it's time to achieve that goal. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, then her, uh, her average day is much easier. She gets up, she only trains three days a week, but she performs at a much higher level because now she has an understanding of her nutrition and how it all works together and sleep and blah, blah, blah. And now she feels like she's on track to achieve her goals. And she feels like she's part of the friendship circle rather than being on the outskirts because she's not achieving what her goals are as an example. So then what you have there is you have three sets of amazing copy because you have the before where you can tie into their pain, you have the after where you can tie into their pleasure or their goals and aspirations, or you can have a melding of the two because it's like, hey, is this you? Articulate everything in that before column. If so, like we can help. Click here to speak to Mark. In the after column, it's like, hey, is this what you want? All this sort of stuff. Great. Click here. Or let me tell you the story of Sophie. She came to us. She was like this then insert us, then after, this is the way. So if you can tie into those things and think about the people and things that they experience, what they suffer from, all that sort of stuff, they're gonna be like, that's that's me. Like, I I want that mm. same thing. Then it doesn't matter all the joining words you put together, but it's like, if you can talk about what do they have, what do they want, desire, what's their average day like, got, there's gonna be the people that'll be like, I am that person, like, awesome. Mm. Like, that's that's what I want more of, um, or want, what I want less of. So. By understanding those things and being able to articulate, it, they'll be like, "Oh, right, it'll hit the nail on the head," and like pretty much it will work consistently every single time.
0: Yeah, look, I think that a big part. I love that. Thank you so much for that structure. Um, I think that would be very valuable for someone just to go through, Um, and I'll definitely have a listen to that after this. I feel like a, a lot of a lot of it, that establishes like an authority, like that you kind of know the niche, and I just that, but also that trust, like and and. From one thing I'm learning, it's like that conversation. Once you get that conversation ahead, it doesn't. As I said it's not what I see for every personal trainer. Is hey, I'm looking for ten people in this area. Right? There's no there's value in your actual content before saying hey, if you want to know more or whatever whatever the call to action is at the end. Right? Um, so I love that. Um, one thing I want you to quickly summarize because we're now coming to the end, and I just love this chat, and we've got to do this again. Um, but is you say knowing your numbers, right? What are the key numbers that people would need to think about? And one one thing I do want to discuss is, like, let's just say for the starting point, um, when does, like, paid marketing, I've always asked this question for trainers, but at what stage? And I've got a pretty good idea. Obviously, it depends on how quickly you want to build your business and what you're willing to put in it and what your last expenses are and all of those things. I'm a, I'm a financial planner by trade, not an accountant, um, but I do like understanding those numbers. At, at, what kind of like investment would you need to be looking at kind of week to week at like a base level for yeah, like paid yeah. marketing to make sense? Cause remember we talked to a lot of trainers and we talked to obviously guys that, you know, are doing 20 K a week. So
1: yeah, you know, big and, variance.
0: Uh, it's, it's like
1: at the perfect conversions of like time and money. It's like, what do you have more of more time or more money? If you have mm-hmm. more money, spend that. If you have more time, spend that. Like you've got to pay mm-hmm. in one form of currency. So I believe it's like, if you don't have a predictable way of bringing people in and you're already spending a lot of your time, it's worth it for you to start understanding how you could better spend your money. Because then, you know, on average fitness industry, 20 to 30 bucks a lead has always kind of been about the sticking point of where it's going to be. Um, and uh, it's probably actually like quite lucky that the industry has stayed at that level. Like there were some people will tell you, I can get leads for $5, for $10, whatever. doesn't really matter. Know that the max you'll probably be paying about 20, 30 bucks. That will be eventually where most things will kind of settle. So from numbers, it's like a lot of people say start with the end in mind. But no, what you should really do is like start at the end and look backwards towards the beginning. So start at the end, sales or members or clients, whatever that's going to be for you. And then look backwards at it, like what's all the things that have to ha- happen. So if I need to have 50 clients, um, what well, that might be my number, then how many like appointments do I need to have or how many like sit downs do I need to have with people then from that how many uh calls do I need to have that actually show up to me speaking to them then how many dials do I need to be able to do and then from that how many leads do I need to be able to generate from that how many clicks do my ads have to get yes just looking at that like that's the easiest way uh for most people is because again they always start with like oh like I did what what's my big end goal which is correct and what you should do but then stand there look backwards and be like, cool, what are all the things that have to happen along that process for me then to be able to uh, hit that and actually make that a reality. So then it's like, great, then you can know how many leads you've got to have, and as I said, how many clicks you need to get, and then leads, multiply that number by 20 to 30 bucks. That's how you can then set an approximate, because it's going to be different for everyone, an Mm. approximate uh, marketing budget that you would need to achieve that goal. Yeah. yeah, Because then people go, how much should I spend on my ads? And it's like, well, like, Let's, let's start here and look backwards. And then we know what the industry averages are. Let's multiply those two numbers together. Then we've got a measuring stick. We might be above that to start off with, which is fine. Cause eventually over time you can reduce it. We might be below that. In which case, amazingly, like we've got, um, clients that, uh, specialize in a very specific niche and at the moment they get leads for $8, uh, one in every two leads books in a call and one in every five leads buys.
0: That's like, just so for people out there, that's like all day money. Um, <laughs> pump those ads up. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then they're like, oh, we think, she's like, oh, uh, I'm not sure if the ad's doing very well. And I was like, they're doing <laughs> phenomenally well. Yeah. Right, that's like, this is like, this is like dream. Like, this is like a dream scenario. Um, but that's because she got real clear on the type of person that she wanted to speak with and and actually operate and converse with. And once she had that, it was much, much easier versus before where she was doing generic broadcast marketing and it's like oh well you know again should pay that 30 bucks plus but the people that she's speaking to were not the ones that are like mm, i'm hungry for what that is that you have um now it's just much easier
0: yeah and that's look that's this is obviously a great conversation it's a high level conversation for say a gym owner or a high level pt that's looking for the paid ads um just uh side note i think that my belief and obviously i'm sure you agree um but i know that a lot of the people that come to you through us have done a lot of the hard work. Um, they, they are good quality, highly skilled trainers. I know this is an obvious conversation, but I just had to put this out there. Like, we, we want to know that like their offer and everything makes sense for their skill set and where they're at. And I'll, I'll, I'll give honest feedback once I kind of get a really good picture of someone. And then I'll also look at the gaps. Like one of the highest value skill sets. Like you, after a few years in the industry, you start to really get to understand people, and this is why we can talk niche and all this type of stuff because you do know and have had a lot of experience yourself. You're not making stuff up right like you've literally trained lots of different people and you know who you like training and then you know who you want to attract more um the other thing is i know that just it's just a conversation in our industry but um a lot really have stigmas around business around sales around marketing um and literally every time we have that conversation it's it's usually the very thing is actually getting in the way of them really doing really dumb shit in their business and getting very busy um usually giving themselves away for cheap and a whole lot of other things, but it also is usually what's actually getting in the way of what they got into the industry for, which is their purpose, which is helping people. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for me, um, and I don't have an issue with the word sales, but I would just replace sales with the word coaching. Um, cause you start coaching someone when, when you have a conversation. So for me, if I tied into my values, learning, growth, health, uh, all the things that are important, family connection, um, well, I'm basically doing that, say, when I'm writing copy, right? Because I'm actually getting more and helping people more and I'm actually being creative and I'm using those skills to bring it all together. So I just, if someone's listening, I think this that's like that progression. Get that foundation so that when you actually know and you're going to turn on the tap, you've got systems and processes in place. Um, obviously, when you get to work with someone like Kim, he'll just go, cool, well, what's your budget? And I love that. Um, what's your budget? <laughs> Start at ghetto level, right? Right and then build up and and then eventually you can have all the automations and things as the money's coming in. And um, they've all been really helpful bits of advice. Um, Kim, uh, I think this has been amazing and I would love to do this more and more in depth. Um, Didn't know we're going to have those conversations, but they're always fun. Now, I guess one final question I'd love to to know is um, what is something that not many people know about you um, that we can share on a podcast uh, cause I want to be able to bring guys back. So like, let's give them some entertainment.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, most people don't know that I am, or some, some made it, but a lot of people don't know that I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion. Uh, I'll say champion cause I've won medals. So I feel like that qualifies me to say champion. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I did jiu-jitsu for four, four plus years and I still like love it and do it. Like when my back doesn't break, um, mm. I do it and, uh, and yeah, so. Uh, blue belt in BJJ, and yeah, I think I got about fifteen odd, odd medals from my competing days, um, which is probably you know six, five six years ago. So uh, not a lot of people know that I do that. As I said, they they think of me super chilled, placid, but yeah, like I will break around arm if I have to. You know,
0: mate, I honestly thought you're a big teddy bear, so I'm never ever gonna <laughs> ever chuckle you again. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, wait, what an awesome note to finish on, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. um, But yeah, I look forward to bringing another installment in the coming months. Um, And mate, thank you for your time.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thank you, mate.